All right, welcome into this episode of Farzcast. Farzine Vesugian here with you on a Wednesday. And joining me for this episode is my good friend, Eddie Law from CagesidePress.com. Eddie, what's going on, brother? Uh, not much, man. Bus pipes, freaking sick kids, uh, Cliff's still not fired, blue check marks <laughs> on people that aren't even real. Josh McDaniels didn't get fired, but I, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff, man. All kinds of stuff. How are you? Good, man. Good, good. Uh, it's, it's, it's been, uh, been quite a week. It's been quite a yeah. week for sure. Uh, real quickly, before I forget, uh, for those of you watching on the Facebook page live, I appreciate you guys doing that. I see a lot of you guys are watching already. I much appreciate it. Give it a like, please share the live stream, comment, talk to us, ask us anything you want. We'll, uh, touch on it later on. We'll get to your questions later on. If you guys have any uh and uh we don't need to hear that echo uh that we don't need to hear me twice uh facebook.com slash far that is a facebook page for those of you uh listening to the archive version so give it a like follow me on facebook and you'll get a notification whenever we do a live podcast so make sure you guys tune in for that also at farzine 21 is my twitter and uh, i'm on instagram as well at farzine vesugian uh where uh the giveaway winners are going to be dropped in just a few minutes so you'll be tagged if you uh did win on instagram or twitter so we'll let you guys know very shortly uh not on the podcast but on the uh on the social so uh make be sure you guys have an eye on that and if you guys enjoy the podcast please subscribe let your friends know and share the podcast links on social media yeah i mentioned eddie uh you're uh you're doing a lot of um you do a lot of uh MMA coverage. You were just at the uh, Jake Paul and Anderson Silva event, uh, not last week, but the week before, right? Yeah, that was. Uh, I know before which, you and I were talking about before the podcast um, uh, about getting recognized on public. I got recognized there by three people. Like, oh, oh you're, nice. the, you're the you're the Cuba Warriors guy, right? It's like, yeah, man. Oh shit! I took a picture with like three random strangers, and then one guy that I know from Twitter. I'm like, oh shit! But real quick, if, are we are we on your are we live on your Facebook page? We are. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. I'm the Cardinals guy that totally trolls every post I can on Farzine. All right. You guys get legitimately mad at me. Like, here's number one. I hit that off notifications on every time I troll one of you guys because I like to come back later and get surprised at some of the stuff you guys say. I don't care. I'm literally screwing with you guys. (laughs) I'm totally messing with you guys. All right. I have mad respect for the Chiefs. I have mad respect for Travis Kelsey. But Rob Gronkowski is an Arizona Wildcat. Shout out to the W. All right. And that's my guy. What are you guys do? I went to University of Arizona. That's what I'm gonna say. It's always I'm always gonna say he's the best tight end of all time. So get mad. Continue to get mad if you want to. There's one guy that got really butt hurt. Like he got super mad, and he started saying some weird stuff. And I just kept laughing at him. Um, eat eat, eat shorts, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. But, I remember uh, um, with with the Brit Reed topic you commented on something and someone says hey just because your last name is law that, doesn't mean you that know guy, the law that guy it was that guy oh my god that was uh, you have no idea dude how much joy you gave me when you actually said some stupid stuff like because your last name's law and i'm like okay tell me you're a meth head but tell me you're a meth head bro like what are you doing we th- what um, really you know, my my friend Brett, uh, he's been on the podcast a couple times in the past. He runs uh, two pages, Savage Sports Memes mm-hmm. and Chiefs Kingdom Memes. And yeah. on his Chiefs Kingdom Memes page, he uh, tagged me. Keep in mind, he tagged me in a post saying <laughs> Farzin blocked me. And, and he's got like, you know, my haters on there who are his followers. They're like, oh, finally you got blocked by him. It's like, you morons. He's tagging me in the post. 
Like he's just <laughs> messing with people. Dude, I saw that shit. I'm pretty sure I saw that one. I was just like, I go through all the comments first of all because because I follow your page and I comment on so much. Somehow Facebook's like, oh, he must like the Chiefs that much. I don't. I'm, I, I like them, but I'm not like a fan, like a huge <laughs> fan or anything. But I get constant like suggested posts, right? And it's all Chiefs stuff. And the Chiefs Kingdom guy comes up all the time. I gotta hand it to that dude. I get a good chuckle out of half the shitty post. It is, and the conversation is even better. It's always gold. Oh, so it is. Shout out yeah. to that guy. I don't. I don't agree with everything he posts. Yeah, but no, hey, no, I don't, but it's I, funny. I, I don't tell him what to post and what not to post. He's, uh, you know, he's posting some stuff, dude. It's pretty funny. You know what's really funny is because I talk about the Raiders, which, by the way, I need to address that in a, in a second here. But because I talk about the Raiders a lot, it eventually comes up as a suggested post for mm-hmm. Raiders fans. I'm like, sweet. That's just more, you know. They get so mad. Comments and all that stuff for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not complaining about that. But here's the thing, because I get Raiders fans who they don't follow me because it keeps coming up as a suggested post or um they don't follow me but they do follow me you know what i mean like they'll look up my name and just yeah. to see what i'm saying once in a while so they're technically still following me um you know it's funny because I'll, I'll get raiders fans who are like oh all you do is talk about the raiders lately more than your chiefs you know what i had all off season long especially like this summer Every Raiders fan, it felt like every Raiders fan, came on my goddamn page. And they're like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to suck without Tyreek Hill. And uh, the Chiefs are going to be last place. And we're going to be amazing. It's like, dude, for all the shit Raiders fans talked all offseason long, I think I reserve the right to fire a lot of shots back. Because here's the thing. Real quick. black. Don't don't get it twisted. There's a Willie Beeman. All right, no give any given Sunday. Willie B, this is not a Raiders jersey or or a fucking Steelers jersey. Someone thought it was a Steelers jersey. It's Willie Beeman number thirteen. It's not even a real player. Sorry, got to put that out there. Oh, no, I was just gonna say when Raiders fans fire a shot at me, they miss like Dan Sorensen misses a tackle. Okay, when <laughs> I had the goat. When I fought, when I fire, I don't miss. So, because right. here's here's the other thing I take pride in. Like when the Chiefs lose, I bring the same energy. Like when they lost mm-hmm. to that Colts, that was a humiliating loss. I was still on this page talking. I, I, I didn't go anywhere. I was still here doing my thing. Raiders fans, they disappeared. Did you watch Sunday Night Football between the Chiefs and Titans? Oh, uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, yeah, I was actually enjoying the hell out of that game. I was, I'm not going to lie to you. I was hoping for a tie. But, you know, yeah, you were enough. texting me. <laughs> You're like, come um, on, tie. <laughs> see, we've kind of played like shit. At, at yeah. halftime and in the third quarter, dude, I had Raiders fans talking shit during our halftime oh, yeah. live stream. They were nowhere to be found after the game. Like they completely disappeared from the page afterwards. So see, I at least bring the energy, same energy, win or lose. So I just had to yeah. address that because I, I I keep getting like there are only like two or three Raiders fans that still talk shit, which, hey, props to those guys. They're still talking. But 99 percent of those guys, they're gone. They got quiet. So shout out Raider Cody, whatever his name is, that blocked you on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, I, I think he blocked me because um, he got caught uh, DMing someone asking for like pictures and shit, even though he's married and everything. But, yeah, there's oh, screenshots shit. out there. Yeah. So I, I keep just, you know, kind of bugging him about that. So he blocked me. I got to deserve that. I was being an asshole about yeah. it. So why not? Speaking of that, speaking of that, is it true that Raiders players have been, have been you know, dick picking ladies again? Have you heard about that? Did the first you heard me. that? Okay, I, so I know came, this. I heard it earlier. Elaborate. Today. Yeah, I heard it earlier today or last night. I can't remember. I was talking to somebody about it, and they're like, "Yeah, man, they were saying uh, that uh, Max Crosby and someone else have been sending out dick pics." And I'm like, "Okay, that's not verified. No one's talked about it." But you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if you're the Las Vegas Raiders, you don't you don't have a lot going on anyway. 
But I was really hoping Derek Carr was one of the guys. I'm still hoping he's one of the guys that's sending out dick pics. I, I, I just, I, I'm no joke, honest to God. I uh, Googled Raiders players dick pic, and the first thing that comes up is Devontae Adams shoving cameraman sparks mixed reactions. Like, that's oh, the first okay. thing that comes up. Um, that was, okay, wait, real quick. Did you, aside from the dick pic thing, because obviously it wasn't a thing. I just, just something someone told me, so I don't know for sure. But, um, so I'm not reporting anything. Settle down, people. But uh, um, do you really think Devontae shoved him on purpose? Like, it was, like, fucking malicious? I mean, he shoved him. Right, he shoved him, yeah. Okay, but here's I, what it didn't look he, malicious to me. It looked like he was like, oh shit, in my way, and then boom. I mean, it was it was a forceful shove with two hands. Here's the yeah, thing yeah. is the guy did get in the way, but I mean he's walking. It's not like he's stopping in front of Devontae right. Adams. Um, it's funny because there was a Raiders fan who I guess he's like a blogger or some shit. He's like, Man, I've been I have 30 years of experience of sideline photography, blah, 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 blah. And he and he's like zooming in on this guy's eyes. He's like, oh, look at his eyes. He's he's looking right at Devontae Adams. Like, dude, it is blurry as shit. What are you? It's almost like, um, you know, when they replay uh, to see whether a guy was inbounds or not. And Mm -hmm. it's like one fan base will say, oh, no, he was inbounds. He caught in the other fan base. Like, nope, nope. You can clearly see he's not like I don't understand how people see two different things. But um yeah, yeah, that whole thing. I think it's court dates ne- this week or next week. It's it's very, very, very soon. I know that. He doesn't. I, I mean, he, he doesn't have to fly back to do it, right? He probably could just do it like through his lawyer. Probably. Here's yeah. what I think is hilarious: is Raiders fans are worried about him getting suspended. I'm like, why? Derek Carr's not throwing him the ball. That is it's insanity. Not like, it's not like you're winning games anyway. Might as well just try a different receiver at this point. Even Kyler goes up. Oh, D-hop somewhere over there. Huh. Do you have somewhere over there? Like 20, if you see Kyler play, look. Okay, I love my Cardinals, but they're the most heartbreaking fucking franchise to me ever. So Kyler would throw sometimes, and it looks like he's like doing this shit. He just closes that, D hop. And then somehow the ball just magnetically finds DeAndre Hopkins' hands, and he goes for 10 catches, 135 yards, and a touchdown or two. But it almost doesn't look on purpose. How come Derek Carr can't do that? Like, Devontae somewhere down there, boom. I mean, Aaron did it for fucking how many ever years? When um when DeAndre Hopkins had that Hail Mary catch, that one, I can't it was last year or the year before. I think it was the year before. Year before it was during COVID. Yeah, yeah, during COVID, which leads me to my next point. Someone wrote a tweet making a joke. Devo- uh, uh DeAndre Hopkins catches everything except for COVID. It's like it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> a good man. one. It's a good one. Um, oh. yeah, the, one, the one thing that hurts is that we don't have him and uh, Hollywood on the, on the field at the same time. Yeah, that's yeah. such a bummer. Wait, 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 do you think this is? Do you think uh, Cliff is going to get the axe by the end of the year? He has to. He, how are you three and five? Look, first of all, we're lucky to be three and five. Okay, a lot yeah. of it's the defense, by the way. Okay, and then and you got to give him a lot of credit. They're on the field so damn much, you think they'd be exhausted, right? And so. The offense isn't doing anything to help the defense whatsoever. But what last game? This last game, we had like a ridiculous amount of false start, like like penalties, like a ridiculous amount of false starts. You're a professional football team, and you fall started like a high school team does. Like, yeah. What are we doing? And then, uh, you know, we didn't score anything, even though we could have run the ball. We just didn't for whatever reason. We just didn't run the ball. The defense scored more than the offense. It was just it's it's an embarrassing. Um, Season for us. Supposedly we were supposed to be like one of the better teams and everything. Um, and then just, just fall on our faces. And I, to, to me, and a lot of people were like, it's not all Cliff's fault. 100%. The line can't block for shit. Okay. Um, 
Kyler clearly doesn't do his homework still. And I hate, I, I'm so sick of the Call of Duty jokes and the and the Twitch jokes and all that. Yeah. But but it's not like he doesn't deserve it a little bit. Um, he's clearly not studying. Like, it's quite obvious. I mean, uh, me and one of my friends, we, one, of, one of my best friends, one of my, actually, he's my, my main training partner for jiu-jitsu, but he uh, he and I, he's, we'll watch the games, obviously, separate, but we'll be texting the whole game, the entire game. And it'll be like, oh, remember this play right here? This is what the uh, Seahawks like to run. Watch, they're going to do this and this. And they do it defensively. They do it, and they sack Kyler. And we're sitting there, like, I always te- I ask him, I'm like, how the hell do we know that's coming? And Kyler doesn't. Like, how does he not know that's the, that's that's what it looks like right now? So it's just an embarrassing season for us to the point where I'm just making jokes about it now. Like, even if by the, we make the play, if we make the playoffs by the skin of our, skin of our teeth, I'm still going to be making fun of this team because we have, first of all, I'm, and I'll say this shit loud and clear. We have no business being anybody but the Raiders. Who's, the Raiders leading, for it. who's leading the West right now? NFC West, San Fran. No, uh, Seattle, six and three. Holy shit. That's right. They beat us last week. That's right. Okay. I didn't realize Seattle was that. I, I remember at one They're, point, all mm. three teams were, or all, all four teams were like two and two, but I kind of yeah. forgot the Seahawks. The Seahawks, dude, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at the conference standings right now. The yeah. Eagles are obviously undefeated. The Vikings are seven and one, and nobody is talking about them. The Seahawks are six and three, and they're getting some chatter, but no one's really talking about Geno Smith. That guy is quietly having a very good MVP type of season. I don't think he's going to win MVP. It's probably going to be Mahomes or Allen. But, man, uh, that Seattle team, they're they're having a much better season than a lot of people expected. I'm very, I didn't expect it either at all. I, I thought this was a year that, uh, that, uh, uh, um, that we're going to see, like, the end of Pete Carroll. But it turns out he's done his best coaching job of his career. Oh, you got to give him that. Yeah. Him. Um, I lean a little bit. Mike Tomlin as well has been like the best coach, even though they're not doing super well, but they're still, you know, competitive. Um, those kind of coaches are the guys you want as much as I can't stand Pete Carroll. And this is going back to the USC days. I'm not even talking like, like, uh, just the Seahawks. Right. So I know it's, 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 it's uh, it, you got to hand a Pete, man, but in the NFC West for sure. Best coaching job. Easily. Yeah. Easily. So, yeah. Especially like with the, with the Rams being reigning champs and the 49ers, they're trying to figure out their team. I mean, they, they look good. They look great one week. The next week, you just don't even know. Right. Um, you know, I'll tell you what, the AFC could get very interesting. Have you heard of the Josh Allen news with the elbow? So the injury? elbow. I said the elbow injury, but he's going to play through it. Yeah, he's he didn't practice today, which, I mean, that doesn't mean it's Wednesday. So it's not like the end of the world, but... There, I mean, there are some people who are pretty skeptical about how this is going to pan out. And they're playing the Vikings, I just mentioned, who are severely underrated and no one's talking about them. Um, the Bills could lose two in a row, even if Josh Allen is at 100% with the elbow, which he probably won't be. But, mm-hmm. man, if that has a long-lasting impact on the, Bill, uh, on the Bills in a negative way... Dude, the AFC might open up real soon. Teams like the Ravens and the Dolphins, the Dolphins have yet to lose a game whenever Tua plays from start to finish. No one's really talking about that with, with the Dolphins. The, the Dolphins, first of all, uh, what's their record right now? Do you know? Uh, Do- Dolphins are 6-3, and three, so are the Jets, so are the Ravens, and the Chiefs and Bills are 6-2. and two. Okay. With 
first of all, Baltimore is 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 to me out of that group of his name, besides the Dolphins, are the biggest question mark at everybody, right? Like they haven't paid Lamar Jackson. That guy's still playing out, you know, his ass off. Everyone's still saying he's not a quarterback, still running, you know, still throwing the same old bull crap out there. Um, I don't know what that guy has to do, get respect, but you know, but, uh, but whatever. But they just traded for uh Roquan Smith, right? Yeah. That defense is going to be some nastiness for the next handful of years, man. That's going to be crazy. But the Dolphins, man, I, I got to hand it to Tua. Um, he didn't look great. Him and Jalen Hurts, by the way, um, I thought we're going to be just like, uh, you know, busts like pretty early on. They ended up being two of the better players. Um, now, what do you think of the whole Tua situation, the uh, concussion thing? I mean, it's so hard. I'm not going to pretend to be like some medical expert because uh-huh. I'm not, but you know, he, he was never in the concussion protocol. And then there was uh have you heard of Dr. David Chow on Twitter? No. Okay. No. So he's like, he used to be the doctor for the LA chargers. Um, back mm-hmm. when they were in San Diego, he was on my chiefs podcast once before. Um, he's the, he goes on Sirius XM's NFL channel quite a bit as like their medical analyst. Um, and he was talking about how, um, how Tua was cleared. And then the the host, I think it was um, Pat Kerwin. He goes, "You're saying he's cleared, but he was never in the protocol." So I don't even think like the medical experts even know like what really did happen behind the scenes with the whole th- situation. Um, mm-hmm. When he had that, when he had that injury on Thursday night, uh, I think it was against the Bills. Was I it? So. Yeah, dude, I that so. was scary. I, I here's the thing: like I've seen a lot of gruesome injuries before, and I'm not one of those people that like flinches away whenever that happens <laughs> when i saw that man i was like fuck please be okay okay so the first time he got hit i remember he got up and he's like stumble 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 and he drops like and he said it was his back injury i was like i, I don't look like no back injury bro like if it was a back injury you're not standing up and walking off like that's, yeah. that you got rattled fair enough but what came out after that was it was another doctor like the dolphins threw somebody under the bus and you heard about that like some other uh, yeah. doctor cleared him and then they fired him like to like save face in some way. And then the next game he gets hit again and knocked out. He gets concussion yeah. protocol off the bat. After that happened, every team, suddenly everyone has concussions. You ever notice that? Like every team has concussion protocol. This guy, the Cardinals had like two guys in concussion protocol like, off the bat. Like a bunch of other teams had concussion people, Just, but it was super quiet. Start of the season. Okay. Let me tell you a funny story. Well, not funny, funny, but yeah. I remember Jamal Charles, Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, he was playing for the Chiefs, he got he he scored a touchdown, but on his way to the end zone, he got hit really hard by Brandon Flowers, who used mm-hmm. to play for the Chiefs. So, like, there was this big storyline there, this big narrative after the game was about how oh Jamal got hit by his former teammate really hard. And Jamal does an interview on ESPN Radio, and he goes, "Yeah, I got hit real hard. I was seeing stars, and people were like, whoa, like mm-hmm. and the Chiefs." went through like this insane PR damage control run. They talked about something called PFAT. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Andy Reid's like, yeah, PFAT. He was going through that. They had the doctor come out and speak, which a guy who almost never talks to the media. They went through a lot. So it's like when that Tua situation happened, I think every team, they had to make sure, you know, they 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 covered all their tracks. Um, especially the Chiefs, because they had something similar that happened before. It didn't really go nat it didn't really hit the uh national wire. Um, it was only talked about locally, but man, uh, yeah, I, I I can understand like after that, teams were very cautious because they know that one 
wrong move from the doctor's end is going to be a bad look, not just for the NFL, but now for people are going to be like, oh, now this seems like the Dolphins. So, yeah, they no one really wanted to have that kind of PR, uh, which, you know, 15 years ago, that would not be a big deal from a PR standpoint. But today mm-hmm. with social media and fa- remember um, when the Browns and the Steelers had that big brawl, that backup <laughs> quarterback for the Steelers. Through the um, helmet. Yeah, yeah. Miles through the helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then fans on the internet are replaying the clip and they actually see who was what was the name of the quarterback? Um Miles uh, Rudolph. Rudolph. Yeah, Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Made yeah, Because after the game, Rudolph's like, I, I, I was just playing football, like I wasn't Fuck doing Daddy. anything. <laughs> and then fans found online like he's actually going below the belt uh, to Miles Garrett. And mm-hmm. like that's a huge deal nowadays. So you got to be very careful. Like, even though no one's an expert, people could really find just the smallest thing on and, and post it on Twitter. So you never want to go through that kind of thing. And these and and with the, so, the way social media is today, you yeah. never want to go through that. What it reminded me of though is all these concussions. And it's not even concussion. It really they didn't remind me of concussion. It reminded me of RG three. Remember when he blew his knee out? And oh uh, yeah, Shanahan that threw him back in there. Yeah, Shanahan. Shanahan put him back in there and ruined the rest of his career. That's what it reminded me of. I'm yep. like, they're gonna get this kid jacked up so badly next year, and in, in, for the next, you know, three four years, everyone's gonna be like, oh, but he was a so and so pig, and he was a first round pig, and they traded all these picks for him and all this shit, and and they're gonna call him a bust unfairly, and they're gonna say all these things about him unfairly. They do about RG three. If RG three doesn't like basically permanently injure his knee, he'd have been a great quarterback the way he was playing because he could run and throw really well. So yeah. Um, that's what it reminded me of, man. It's like it's unfortunate because fans are too stupid to realize, like, first of all, yeah, these guys are warriors. Totally get it. Yeah, they signed up for this. Totally get it. That being said, doesn't uh, uh, devalue them or take away their humanity, dude. Like, you got to remember, these guys are humans. Yeah, right? 100%. And, and, and they're going out there with all kinds of pressure to perform for the fans, for the franchise. So any kind, anytime someone gets hate, like, anything on RG3 gets hate, I'm like, man, you guys are idiots. That dude would have been a Hall of Famer. And I'll say it all over and over again. Like, RG3 would have been a Hall of Famer. Had it not been for Shanahan fucking him up like that. I, I 100% agree with you. Um, it's weird because he and Andrew Luck were in the same draft class. And a mm-hmm. lot of people, there was a, even though like suck for luck was the thing that year. <laughs> I remember a lot of people were talking about who's going to have the better career. Like it was an actual debate. And ter- I mean, Andrew Luck was closer to getting a Super Bowl than, than mm-hmm. RG3 was. But yeah, uh, man, it's just, I, I remember um, they were standing next to each other doing like some work for ESPN. Yeah. I know, I know RG. Yeah. RG three is with ESPN, but it's weird. It's like these two nine years ago were drafted one and two. And now they're standing on the field doing broadcast work for a college football championship game. It's, it's unfortunate. This is why I always tell people in Kansas city, like enjoy this Patrick Mahomes ride because you never know when it ends. Um, It could end tomorrow. God forbid, hopefully not, but you know, one you're one hit away from, you know, one second you're you have this trajectory where you're going to break every record in the world, mm-hmm. and but you never know when that bad hit could come if it does come. So, yeah, man, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a rough sport, it, but th- that's the thing though. And Luke Thomas has said this many times about MMA. Sports are part of, or excuse me, injuries are part of sports in a very unforgiving way. Um, that's just that's just reality. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And and the thing with uh, with Andrew Luck though is. You could tell when he was playing that he wasn't having that much fun. First of all, they weren't playing anybody to block for him. Jesus, he was getting smacked yeah. up every game. But you could tell, like, he just didn't care for it. So when he retired, it was like, they were like, uh, he just, 
he just retired. Like he didn't really give a reason, right? He said he didn't say much. He's like, yeah, I love the sport and everything, but I'm done with it. Walks away with a bunch of money and everything good for him. But when I saw that thing with him and RG3 on the field, I was like, man, that's a man that looks like he's at peace. Like he's happy with his life. Like, yeah, good for him. But he got booed off the field. Like the fans, fans booed him when he walked on the field. And uh, oh and, yeah, because uh, Schefter, Schefter found out the news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they booed him. They booed him so bad, and I was just like, "What the fuck? Are y'all gonna boo him, man?" They boo, they boo him to these days still, but it's like that's just stupid. Like, what, what do you want the guy to do? Like, fight through it? He can't play. Yeah, like let, I don't him, know. let it go. Y'all gotta let it go. So, um, that is two examples of guys whose, uh, for different reasons, careers just didn't didn't pan out, and everyone's gonna talk to them like they talk about them like their footnotes or they, like they were bust, but they weren't. Those two. If they had stayed healthy and got you know protection and all that from the line and and a little bit of luck, obviously, I think those two were, would be Hall of Famers. We talking about that draft class, like one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, yeah, that is really unfortunate. I mean, sometimes you'll get drafted somewhere and you're you're expected to do great, but then you just have all these injuries. Here's another thing too: like there are a lot of great players that do get drafted, but they get mm-hmm. drafted to a really bad place where with a terrible coaching staff in a scheme that they just really don't fit and, and they just can't ever recover from that, which is so unfortunate because, you know, no one ever dreams of getting drafted to a terrible situation. And mm-hmm. that pretty much impacts their career, the rest of their life. Like, I mean, not the rest of the world, they're playing life. I, right. I should say. So it's, it's weird, man. Um, if, I mean, that's why like a lot of people are talking about, well, Patrick Mahomes got drafted to, to the right place. Of course. Well, yeah, that's how you build a football team. So um yeah that, that's part of it man you, you, part of it is luck and there's nothing wrong with that you got to be lucky to make sure that the right people are drafting you so you right. are going to have a good career i'll say this man arizona is one of those places that sometimes guys get drafted in the wrong place and they end up leaving and going to win super bowls uh i didn't give two shits about you guys winning the super bowl but i was happy as shit the honey badger got one. Oh so, yeah because he played for arizona he played for arizona and then he got then he then we didn't sign him because he got hurt you guys did and then he won a super bowl man yeah, I was such a huge fan of him because he's he's had this nice rebound story. Yeah. But and listen, you you already talked about this, but Chiefs fans can be wild online. Last year was a really weird year, and he went on that tirade calling Chiefs fans toxic. And yeah, I saw that. I was like apologizing. Oh, and I don't know what happened in New Orleans. He was not attending training camp for whatever reason, and he 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 tweets a lot. And he delete. Here's my thing with with Tyron Matthew because he's an awesome player, but. A lot of times he looks for, I I have no choice but to assume this. He's Mm. searching for his name to see what comes up because he goes after fans. Even those who actually compliment him, they might say one tiny negative thing about him and he just lashes out. It's like, dude, you're not even tagging these tweets. I remember he did a press conference um, Mm. the day after the toxic uh, comment about the fan base. I wish I was part of that media crew that day because nobody asked him, like, dude, why are you responding to these people? And are you are you seeing these or are you searching your name? I, I blogged for Arrowhead Addict, and there yeah. was a, a writer for Arrowhead Addict who wrote a piece saying, can Tyron Matthew get an extension? Like, he replied to that tweet, and he didn't even get tagged in. It's like, dude, yeah. why are you spending that much time on Twitter? Like, could you imagine if... um I'm trying to think of an example. Like, think of a reality TV star who looks up their name just to see what reality TV fans are saying. Dude, you are wasting so much time in your life if you are really going to spend your time doing that. I can think of a hundred things 
better to do with my time than that. Oh, so many, so many, dude. Uh, you guys had, the, I believe it was Twitter, the one guy. Who did he tweet at? He was like, you're not part of the Chiefs. Please sever all friendships and communication with anybody non-Chiefs. Who was that? Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't even recall that's my, who. That's literally top five favorite, one of my top five favorite social media moments ever to actually see that. And I'm like, he's not serious. And then you go to his Twitter. Oh, he's fucking serious. Cameron said oh. luck would be Patrick Mahomes falling to you in the draft. Skill is trading up to get him. Yeah, because the Chiefs did trade, what, 17 spots to get him? Uh, hey, hey, listen. Uh, both things can be true for sure. And I think that's what Cameron is trying to insinuate. By the way, I see a couple of comments, Debner and April talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Eddie, I wish I got a dollar every time someone asks me about Odell Beckham Jr. I could, are retire. you guys not rich enough? Are you guys not rich enough? Do you guys not have enough fucking talent on that fucking offense? Do you guys need more fucking talent on the offense? Can you just let Travis Kelsey be Kelsey? Can you let Juju prove himself to you guys that hated him for the first half of the season? Can y'all just chill the fuck out? Leave OBJ alone. Let somebody else get rich. Goddamn. That being said. Oh, man. He's, he'd be expensive, man. There's no way. Like He's expensive. Like, Are you surprised that Odell Beckham Jr. is still available right now? No, he was injured. No one knows what he has. Right? Because that's yeah. my thing. If, if, if he's still available now, like at the halfway point of the season... There's a reason for that. So think of it this way. So he got injured, right? Um, at this in the Super Bowl. I think he tore something, I think. He's yeah, been everything. Yeah, towards ACL. Um, that's that's kind of a shitty injury for receivers and running backs. So um I guarantee that the asking price is not I guarantee he's not cheap. So if you're gonna dish out the kind of money you need to get OBJ, you need guarantees he's gonna play. Look at Michael Thomas, right? Michael Thomas injures his ankle, misses an entire season. Comes back, has like one really good game, and then he's out for the season again. Yeah, they got a bunch of money invested in that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like teams are trying to avoid this. So I'm not surprised that he's unsigned. Um, I'm a little surprised. I'm not surprised he's unsigned. I'm a little surprised that 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 there isn't more interest. It seems like the only interest is coming from, from the Chiefs. Um, apparently the Rams are interested. I don't know why. They don't have a quarterback they can throw anymore. And then um, there was a rumor that Cardinals were interested, and I'm like, no, pass. No, 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 pass. Fuck out of here. No, we don't need him. We don't need him. I would love him, but we don't need him. Yeah. Um, who else was looking at him? Cowboys are looking at him. Like, you let the Cowboys sign it, sign, make those deals, and then watch what happens. That's what you do. I don't think as the Chiefs, you should be like, yeah, let's sign OBJ and be the guys that experiment with him. But um, yeah. there's got to be something there, man. But do you guys really need another receiver? I like here's, my, here's my thing. Like you know? I, I like I love our receivers. I think they they've improved lately. But man, we just don't have the offensive tackles right now. Odell, not Odell. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. I just you just don't know what he's gonna do each week. Which which or OBJ is gonna show up, and then our yeah. right tackle is a backup. Our original starter. He's been on the pup for a long time. I'm hoping he comes back soon. But I mean, if we can't if we can't get offensive linemen, then yeah, sure. Give me all the receivers. Do all these quick passes, and I don't know. Yeah, look, help Mahomes. Orlando Brown Jr. got yeah. Orlando Brown Jr. got drafted by the Ravens. I want to say because yeah. that season. So okay, here's how much of a football nerd I am. Um, when it comes to the end near the end of the season, when the Cardinals are out of it, uh, I start looking <laughs> at college draft. I start looking at the draft. Legit, like. I was looking and, 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 you know, me and my buddy, we, we get bored. So we, we make our own board on, you know, on, on our, on our phones about who we want with the Cardinals in the first round. And Orlando Brown Jr. was the one guy I wanted that year. I was like, we need a line. I think we had yeah. Carson Palmer then. I can't remember. But I was like, we need someone to keep this guy standing. 
because he keeps getting hey, he's gonna die one of these days, get Orlando and everything. Um, I was surprised that he left Baltimore, but uh, so he's not playing that well for you guys. Uh, not really. No, no. Like that makes sense. he he wants to be the highest paid player at his position, but he's not even close to that. I mean, the amount of sacks he's given. The last two games he's played better, especially that 49ers game. But yeah, I mean, it's not. He he's not living up to the asking price that he's he's demanding, but. Uh, Elaine says, how about Nandamik and Sue? Heidi says, how about some more talent on our defense? I would love if I, if it was, if it was up to me, I would want Nandamik and Sue because man, you put him next to the rest of the defensive line. Um, I think it would help Kansas City. I've said this many times, so I don't want to go over it too much because it feels like we talk about this every live stream and every podcast with Sue. You got to see what he has left because if you're expecting Dominic and Sue from Detroit to show up, you're not going to get him. If you're expecting Dominic and Sue from the Buccaneers to show up, you're not going to get him. You're going to get, like, he'll play, like, 35% of the snaps, 40% of the snaps at most in Don McKinney's suit. I mean, the Chiefs added Terrell Suggs the year they got to the Super Bowl and won. So if he can do anything what, like, Suggs did, I think that would be good enough, uh, ultimately. But we'll see. Um, You know what I did want to bring up is, Mm -hmm. get ready for it, for all the stick-to-sports people. Yesterday was Election Day, obviously. (laughs) We're gonna get you know, shit for this. You know, I'm in Arizona. You want to talk about this? All right. You know what's? Uh, yeah, uh, your state right now. <laughs> yeah, we're. Fucking, um, fuck. you know what's so great as I went on YouTube and I have not seen a damn political ad. I am so happy Dude, about that. My phone has been so quiet. I'm so okay. <laughs> yeah, that too. For for people that don't know, I keep my my friend circle very very small, right? So like like you and I text almost every day these days, so it's cool. But yeah, like uh, like uh, me and like my you know my my jitsu guys will text a little bit. We have like a group text, so I never text anybody individually anymore. But my phone, for the most part, and I love this about it, is so quiet most of the day. It's amazing when my phone doesn't ring or text. Nobody's hurt. No one needs nothing. All my kids got a fucking ride home. Everything's cool. But during this fucking election cycle, it's every. 15 minutes I was getting like, oh, someone so wants to take your money. Oh, this person wants to kill babies out. Oh, this person wants to make sure babies end up on the street. Oh, left and right, bullshit. Oh, this person wants to make sure you have to have an ID and all sorts of stuff to vote. Thought we already did. Like all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, so you're gonna fear monger me to my phone? God, I hope you lose. Like, I hope everyone, I hope every candidate, you know how I always joke around with you about man, I hope we can get double L's right here. I hope they both lose. <laughs> This fuck both teams. Like, that's what I did with every candidate. I literally go, I hope every single one of you loses your race and we end up with just a bunch of empty offices. That would be amazing because you guys are all morons. Here's but. the funny part with politicians because we all know they spend a lot of money on these campaigns. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's funny because some people have brought this up on social media. Like, they like they might be a fan of one team. Like, so, so let's say, for instance, you, you're, you're a Cardinals fan. Yeah. And if you're traveling to... New York City, for whatever reason, and you're watching on your phone on NFL Plus, well, guess what? Because you're in New York and your phone location is turned on and all that stuff, you're going to get political ads from politicians Mm -hmm. there. Like, those politicians are wasting money on you, an Arizona resident, that cannot, that's not even eligible to vote in the state of New York. So those poor politicians, I'm saying that jokingly, of course, they're wasting all this money on you. Someone who can't even vote in the state. It's like yeah. this is like this is how politics are in 2022. You know, you're you're wa- trying to watch a sporting event in another state, and you're dealing with these political ads that don't even impact you because you're traveling. 
Yeah, look, it, it, yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I was in Vegas for one day uh, during the the, uh, the election election cycle, and I got one. I don't know. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I don't know who the hell this is. <laughs> but uh, it was weird. I was like, "Okay, that's weird." Um, but um, look, man, w- with these election things, man, it's it's so wild that we keep like the people who will, su- will hate each other over support over people that are quite clearly fucking morons, right? Yeah. Like, and again, I know people are gonna be don't stick to sports, eat a dick. All right, we're humans. So, like right now in Arizona, what's the biggest race? Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. If you don't know who Katie Hobbs is, good for you. If you don't know who Carrie Lake is, I don't know where you've been. Carrie Lake has been like, <laughs> so she she was in the news, right? She was an anchor for yeah, many, yeah. many years. She was a journalist for many, many years. Like, everyone's just like, hell yeah, she's sticking it to the media, right? For just an example, she's sticking it to the media. Yeah, we need to back her because she's sticking it to the media. And uh, uh, one of my one of the guys that uh, that uh, actually the guy that owns the gym I I, uh, I work out at the CrossFit gym, he's like, what do you think about that Carrie Lake girl? You know this or that? And I'm like, well, first of all, I've met her a handful of times. I'm not impressed. And he's like, oh okay, well you know well, what do you think of her? And uh, what do you mean? He goes, well you know she sticks it to the media. And I go, let me tell you something there, bro. She sticks it to the media. Well I said, look, I said first of all. You ever hang out with your close friends, go have a beer somewhere? He goes, yeah. I'm like, you'll tell them to go fuck themselves, right? He says, yeah, fuck you, fuck themselves, <laughs> right? He goes, yeah. I'm like, because they're your friends, right? He goes, yeah. I'm like, those are her friends, bro. Uh, that's you fun. telling me you're going to be in media and journalist and an anchor for 15, 20 plus years, and you don't know who you're cussing out? Come on, Carrie. Come on. Yeah, all these other right. idiots out here maybe don't see through you. I've seen through you since the start, lady. First of all, you're not, a, you're not an intelligent person. It's quite obvious. All right. From before, just asking you questions before. You're not an intelligent person. Okay. You're very good at reading off a teleprompter and saying things that like you believe them. But that whole like she's sticking to the media, bro. She's telling her buddy to go F himself. I'm gonna be the biggest nightmare, yada yada, for the next eight years. She knows them. You tell her she don't know. Come uh, on, stop being impressed with stupid shit. Cameron on Facebook says that happens when I log on VPN to get the bears. Uh, yeah, because Cameron's a Bears fan. Uh, when they are out of market, so many ads for the Illinois politics. Yeah, it's funny because I'll watch the Vegas Golden Knights as well. So mm-hmm. if I'm watching it on my phone, I'll get like mm. a Vegas, Nevada politician. It's funny. I remember actually like traveling. So I, like I actually saw a commercial on TV. I think we were in L.A. once, my family and I. I was in high school at the time. Yeah. And this is how L.A. is. They're expecting a half inch of snow and they're freaking out over it. <laughs> That's right. Um, and <laughs> so we're watching the news, the local news to see, like, you know, can we go out and actually do shit? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're, we're just waiting through the commercials. And there's a guy named John Heck. I'll never forget this. Um, his opponent was basically trying to badmouth him. And they ended the uh, the commercial with John Heck. What the heck is he thinking? It's like oh, now you're just weaponizing his own name. Terrible, terrible. Look, and it's like if you're gonna, first of all, I can't stand fear mongering ads. Can't stand them. I think if you do that, I think there should yeah. be something against something in the rules that you can't do that. And not even like you know, because everyone's like, oh, I, I'm so and so, I endorse this message because now they get around that by creating these groups that that uh, that's like, oh, you know, paid for by this group that doesn't like this other person. I'm like, you mean the other guy, right? Okay, that shouldn't be allowed either. That's horse crap. So um, the one that was here, what was it? Like they were saying like, oh, Carrie Lake's insane. She wants to secede from the country. First of all, no, she doesn't. Okay. Uh, she's a, she's a 2020 election denier. hundred percent. But the only thing she talks about, because you idiots keep asking her about it. Um, 
what else is the other one? She's just nuts, dude. It's so crazy. And then, like, you know, the 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 the, uh, the ads against the, the the Democrats, the Democrats is like, oh, they want to kill babies. And I'm like, oh God, come on, nobody wants to kill a baby. Like, settle down. Nobody's trying to kill babies. Relax. The, I, I know that's a, and I'll wrap up because I don't want to spend too much time talking no, about this. You. But um, it's, it's funny because in, in Kansas, yeah, I know. Um, yeah. In Kansas, um, I mean, the ab- abortion thing was a big deal, and mm-hmm. there was a Republican politician who was sending misleading texts, telling people, "Hey, you're going to lose your rights. Vote yes." Which yes was to man abortion, Brilliant. but yeah, it's. It's funny uh, what politicians go through. It, it's funny, too. I, I don't know how much um, I, I was watching both CNN and Fox News. It's like whenever a Republican one or a Democrat one, the different reaction, the facial reactions from the anchor. It's like, yeah, we see you. <laughs> we see you. Um, hey, I wanted to ask you about uh, UFC 281 because and listen, I, I don't follow MMA as closely as as I wish I could. Uh, I know you're all over the you. You get I'd be willing to put down money that whatever the last card was you could probably tell me the entire fight card in order including the early Ooh. prelims Not or the maybe you one? could get maybe yeah. you could get 90 percent of them i just yeah. I, I just watched like the main event and the co-main event if, if yeah. there's anyone that interests me um i remember when i first got into the sport in 2016 I, I, I was trying to watch everything because i was trying to learn as much about the sport as i could now i know a lot about it it's like, okay, now you, it, it, here's the thing. You and I have talked about this before, and I know you called fans out on this. If you buy a ticket to a, an event, why do you not attend the entire event? My whole thing is this. The UFC, okay, for example, who's fighting on the early prelims for 281? Okay, uh, okay, I know who Carolina Kovalkiewicz is. I don't know mm-hmm. who her opponent, Silvana Gomez Juarez. The bad, UFC, bad chick. She can fucking brawl. The UFC, I don't doubt that. But yeah. the UFC is not promoting Kovalkiewicz versus Gomez Juarez. Like they're right. just not. Um, and plus, like MMA events, they're like they're what eight to nine hours. They're long. They're they're, long. I remember uh, I attended uh, two nineteen, the one where Holly Holm and Chris Cyborg fought. Yep. Yep. I went early because Tim Elliott, who's from Kansas City, I wanted to go support him because he was fighting on the UFC Fight Pass portion of the of the card. Dude, the rest of the event was like boring because I had to wait for like the good shit, you know. Um, how how do you feel about all that? Like fans not attending the entire event because I know you feel differently about it. Yeah. So uh, first of all, I'm media, so I, I have to be there for the entire thing. But even when I like, I went to uh, UFC 266 was not was basically my bachelor party, and it was me and my one of my best friends. Uh, my wife got us tickets, and my now wife got us tickets. And I rented a Dodge T-Rex. I spent way too much money just to fucking drive to Vegas, watch the fights and drive right back. But um, I went as a fan. We were, And I went there to go see Nick Diaz. But we were there from the first fight to the last fight because the ticket prices of these fights, people, are so expensive. Why would you not go to every single fight? It makes no sense to me, right? Now, you know, you got to understand, like, the culture of boxing, for example. Like, I went, like you mentioned, I went to Jake Paul. Oh, I covered Jake Paul and Anderson Silva's media. Absolutely. Um, and I was there for every single fight. The difference is their press conference for boxing is at the very end of the night. So I didn't have to keep going back to the media room to cover pressers in between fights. So I got to watch every single fight. And it was, I had a great time. But the arena didn't even come close to filling it. First of all, it didn't fill up completely at all. But it was nice and packed. But, uh, like, people didn't start showing up till the Le'Veon Bell-Uriah Hall fight sort of showing up. And then the next two fights after that were like legitimate boxing 
like boxers, not just like a you an MMA guy and a football player. Yeah. And then uh you didn't get like you suddenly when Jake Paul and was up next, all of a sudden the place got packed. Yeah. Right. So it's it's the boxing thing. It's just everyone goes for the you know for the main mostly for the main event. Um so I'm with you on that. It's just it's weird. But uh it, it's it's I hate when like these fighters come out the first fight of the night. Like for example the first fight of the night this weekend is Carlos o- Olberg, right? Part of the uh the uh, city kickboxing crew. You know, Izzy, uh, Israel Asanya, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky, Dan Hooker, all these guys are on this card, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Brad Riddell's on this card, all those guys from the same gym. Carl Uber is going to be there. Israel Asanya is going to be there from that fight to the very end because that's first of all his team, but he's going to be there. The champion, the main event's going to be there the entire night, hours from, you know, usually main events don't get there till like two, like an hour or two before their fight. Um, but that's a that, that's a crazy fight. Carlos Oberg and uh, Negum, it's like Nikolai Negum or something like that. Some long ass name I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, that's a great fight, and I hate seeing those guys come out, especially Carlos, who's like box office or will be. Like if you guys don't know about Carlos Oberg, you will, I promise. Um, but the, he walks out, and the arena's like not even a quarter a quarter full. Like I hate seeing that man because these guys come out there always talking about like oh we love the crowd and all sort of shit, and they come out to nobody. I think yeah, you spend the money. I can understand that night. personally. Like it's like I mean, you go to a football game. You're not you're not skipping the first quarter. Most people aren't skipping the first quarter. I okay. yeah, but that's that's different though. Like you know, you're getting Patrick Mahomes or Josh mm-hmm. Allen or Tyreek Hill from sure. start to finish. You're sure. not you you're not see like okay. For instance, I I I'd be willing to bet that you and I have more. Twitter followers than uh what's who what's the guy's name Nicolay how do you say his last name oh Jesus let me pull it up okay Nico Marianu I think it's the first Friday night pretty sure it's first Friday night okay see this guy's from Romania so mm-hmm. not even an American fighter not, not not that it means anything ultimately yeah. I'm sure he's he's a good fighter but no one knows who he is like that's the part of it too. Um, and I will say this to counter your point, like it's not a real sport, but WWE, I know they have very long events, but in WWE, all of their talent, they're all like, they're all rock stars. Like they'll have big following. So I don't know. It's, um, it's kind of a double-edged sword with, uh, with MMA. Uh, but I did want to mention one thing because, um, I noticed Frankie Edgar is fighting Chris Gutierrez. I, I've actually watched Chris. I've shared this, um, uh, story with uh, Joe Valerio, who um, who was on the Believe Podcast Networks, uh, doing the Chiefs podcast. There, mm. he um, he he was on the podcast, and we talked about a story because he was part of one of the most heartbreaking Chiefs games uh, ever, where uh, Lynn Elliott missed three field goals. And um, he's he's very good friends with Lynn Elliott. Yeah, yeah. He's the long snapper for uh, for the Chiefs at the time. So special team guys are close, and we talked about how you know. Family members, they hear the the comments. Well, I remember uh, PFL, back when it was called WSOF, World Series of Fighting, uh, they were in Kansas City. Um, mm-hmm. That was the night where Justin Gaethje was supposed to fight Ozzy Dugalabov, I think is how you say it. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, Chris uh, is fighting someone else who's also in the UFC. Now, I can't remember his name. Let me I, If I go to his uh, Wikipedia, I can probably find it real quickly. Uh, 2016 Timur Valiev. They, they were actually having a, a rematch, but anyway, um, in front of me is Chris Gutierrez's family, oh. and I'm assuming there's his mom, 
his sister, his girlfriend, and there was also a fourth guy. It wasn't his dad because he was way too young. But if the guy told you he was a bouncer at like a very popular nightclub, I would believe it because the guy was fucking huge. Anyway, they're sitting in front of me and they're cheering for him. And as the fight's going on, there's a group of people to my right and a couple rows down. Um, they're kind of like mocking Chris's family because Chris Gutierrez's mom is shouting, his girlfriend's shouting, and at one point you can hear a kid go, "Yeah, Chris's mom," and I'm just and the the bouncer looking guy looks exactly at that direction. I'm like, "There's oh, gonna shit. be a fight right in front of me if this yeah. keeps going." It's funny, um, you know, with these smaller MMA events, you tend to be yeah. around those people's families. And they, they they lost their voices, and one of Chris's family members actually pointed at Timur uh, from afar, obviously, and just flipped yeah. him off and said, "Go back to Russia." It's like that kind of thing. It's like, man, being around these uh, family members for um, for smaller MMA events, it's it's kind of interesting. It's not. I had a um, oh, not not this last. So the last two Bell tours in Phoenix, um, Ryan Bader fought him, and uh, uh, the last one. So first of all, Bellator does a really good job of putting like friends and family up front for the fighters that are up, especially the main event guys. Yeah. So I'm on media row, and behind me is every Ryan Bader family member and friend that you can think of. Stephen or uh, Sullivan Collie, who's a teammate who had fought earlier that night, was there. And uh, so let me go with Sullivan Collie first. Sullivan Collie fought first or second fighter that that the night the, the night that night, and um, his family is literally right behind me. His mother is sitting right behind me. And he won by knockout, and she starts hitting me on the back, freaking out, right? And Bellator, Bellator, uh, some Bellator officials come over to like try and like, like say something to her. And I'm like, no, 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 it's his mom. That's Mama Sullivan, like, or Mama Collie. Like, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I turn around in the middle of COVID, I have a mask on and everything. I'm just like, man, it's okay. Like, you're good. Later that night, I'm pretty sure Ryan Bader got knocked the fuck out by uh, Corey Anderson with one hit, 50 some seconds in. And his family's behind me. And like the con, there's the stark differences between the family of the winner and the family of the loser. It, it'll break your heart. It'll break your heart because yeah. I turn around and the entire like you just saw your friend, your 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 guy get slept in fifty some seconds, right? And they're telling, they start yelling. Somebody, one of the beta people, start yelling uh, uh, to Corey Anderson, like, "You're a bum, you're a bum." And it's like, "Yeah, well, this bum just finished oh. your guy in fifty seconds." And I'm like, "Damn!" Like, I'll tell you what. Being MMA meet part of MMA media, being a journalist has been like the most fun I've had. People that know me personally, and I think I told you before, I was like, I was a hard news journalist for many years right out of college. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, I remember. The, the nature of the business broke my heart and I was out. I couldn't do anymore. And because uh, I had no fun either because it was like, you know, all kinds of red tape bullshit and drama and politi- politics. Yeah. But now doing this, I'm like, holy shit. It's like the most raw feeling ever to see just raw motion because this dude's getting slept in the cage and everything. His family, their family's right there. That they're seeing that shit happen. It's it's wild, man. But it's, I, I love it. I love doing this stuff. I remember um, this is a smaller promotion uh, in Kansas City. They, they they alternate between events in Kansas City and St. Louis. It's called Shamrock FC. I attended an oh, event yeah. once. And Bobby Volker, um, he actually went to Bellator, but then went back to Shamrock FC because uh, he didn't do very well in the UFC, unfortunately, nor Bellator. But um, there was a there was a fight. You know how uh, at the beginning of almost every round, MMA fighters will touch gloves? Yeah. Well, there was one instance where they touched gloves. And as soon as it happened, the guy goes for a spinning back fist, which 
I think is a bitch move. Um, the person who that went for a spinning back move, his family is in front of me. And so I, I and I already knew that ahead of time because they were like, hey, knock his ass out, grand, like mm. things like that. Yeah. Um, but dude, the people behind me, they were they they did not hold back. They were talking about how it was a cheap shot, how it was a dick move, and all that yeah. all, all that shit. And, and and the family, like, as much as they supported him, they kind of couldn't really say anything. So they were quiet the rest of the fight. I'm like, that's a, yeah, and then his uh, part of his, I think his parents ended up leaving right after the fight and he ended up sitting right in front of us. He actually <laughs> turned around and looked at me. He goes, dude, do you know any liquor stores that are going to be open at 11? <laughs> like, <laughs> you need it, bro. Uh, Booker uh, uh, got, I, I, I was thinking, I think why the name like, like ring a bell. He ate a flying knee from somebody in Bellator, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Like a couple years so ago. Unfortunate. He, yeah, like it was nasty. Like he got, he ate the knee. Hamasi. Ah, damn. Oh, was that who that was? Yeah. Sabah Hamasi. Sabah Hamasi. He comes in. It was an early. I can't believe I remember that honestly. But he comes in with a flying knee, drops him, and then just you know, ground and pound. But oh, that was a devastating knee. Um, because like, it I, landed. I, Perfect. I've had a pe- couple of people ask w- w- why I stopped doing the cage zone. I just was not getting a lot of downloads on that podcast. But um, Bobby was always very generous to me. He would come on my podcast and um, super, super nice guy. Uh, really, really likable guy. It's unfortunate that it never panned out for him in the UFC nor Bellator. So uh, he, he went back. He uh, he last I checked, he's back in the uh, regional MMA scene. Um. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they were inactive for a long time because of the pandemic. So uh, they're back now. Um, okay. But I, it's hard to really keep up with that kind of thing. I try to follow his career, but yeah. Real quickly, I, I want to go through these three fights. You tell me. Um, and I, unfortunately, I decided to just X out of that tab. Uh, okay. This one is the fight I'm looking forward to the most. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler. Everybody. Uh, I've been uh, I've been a huge fan of Michael Chandler since his days in Bellator, and the guy went to Mizzou. Even though as a mm. as a KU guy, I don't I don't support Mizzou, but I'll support the Mizzou guys sure. in um, in MMA guys like Woodley, Askren, Chandler. Um, Poirier is no joke either. I know he has not been the most consistent, but he's been going up against the best lately. Um, I'm going Chandler on this one. I think he gets another KO. What do you think? I like this in Poirier. Um... He's got a lot of momentum. First of all, no, they both got a lot of momentum. There's a reason this fight's so damn compelling. Michael Chandler with a front kick on Tony Ferguson. Tony was piecing him up, up until that point. Y'all don't believe me? Go back and watch the fight, YouTube it, whatever. Tony was, was in it. You know, I know Tony looked like shit against Nate, but Tony was piecing up Michael Chandler. Like, it was not looking good for Michael Chandler because Michael Chandler gives you one really good round of cardio. I said, then, then the second round is like, like a decent round of cardio. By that third round, he's breathing heavy and throwing, trying to throw Mike Tyson shots. Um, Tony was piecing him up in the first round, which we were kind of surprised by because Tony hasn't fought well and hasn't fought in a minute. When he landed that that front kick, like Tony was moving away from his power site. He was trying to stay away from it. And Mike just pulled the trigger. He saw that this it was close enough to land it, cracks it, drops him, right? A lot of momentum coming out of that. When you do like a highlight reel knockout and everyone sees it, it's massive momentum. Dustin Poirier, you got to talk about the two Conor wins. Say what you want about the second one, bro, broken leg, broken shin, whatever you want to call it. That first one, Conor McGregor was out on the ground. You don't see that very often. Yeah. Nate did it to him, right? Made him be on the ground by choking him. Yeah. And then Dustin Poirier knocked him out. Okay. So that's plenty of momentum right there. These guys are two giants that are going to be up 
to try and fight Islam Makachev, Makachev who's or Makachev, who's the uh, lightweight champion now. But uh, I like Dustin Poirier um, because Dustin Poirier has the ability to kind of regulate his gas tank, and he'll get into brawls, but he almost does it in a smart way to where Michael Chandler kind of bites under his mouthpiece. And he's still smart about it, but he's throwing heavy as shit, trying to be Mike Tyson, and he can gas himself out pretty quick. So I think if Michael Chandler's going to win, it's going to be like a knockout in the first round. Um, but I think Dustin Poirier just has way more, like he's got more ways to win than uh, than uh, than Mike Chandler, in my opinion. But uh, that, that, I'm, I'm with you. That's the fight I'm looking forward to the most. By the way, I'm in a wedding this Saturday. All right. And I'm oh. already getting, you know, yeah, so I'm not even getting to watch it. Allegedly. Oh. Because uh, I told my wife, I was like, uh, she's like, She's like, oh, so you 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 have someone covering, right? So you shot the Jay Anderson case. Our press is going to be editing that night. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, but, Jay's uh, a great guy. Jay's a great dude. One of my favorite people. Um, yes. he's going to be editing and covering stuff, so I don't have to do it. But, but I told my wife, I'm like, uh, she's like, are you going to miss it, right? I'm like, no, I'm not going to miss it. But, but you're in the wedding, and I'm like, okay. She goes, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I have a cell phone. She goes, you are not going to watch the fights. And I'm like, first of all, it's it's at the uh, altar. Yeah, right, right. No, and, and I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'm up there and shit. But like, uh, I told her, I was like, look, because uh, the, the the people get married, they're both really good friends of mine. But uh, uh, so it's like one of my good friends and, and and a girl that I think of as my little sister get married. And I'm like, they'll understand. She's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, even if I'm up there on the altar doing this, shit, just sneaking looks on my phone through <laughs> my pocket. I'm like, they're not going to care. They'll understand. They will understand me 100%. But, uh, uh, but yeah, but um. That's the fight I'm looking forward to the most. That fight I'm not gonna miss. I don't care if I have to find a you know alleged Twitch stream to do it. It, it wasn't a wedding, but uh, I was at the uh, my family and I. We were at the weekend concert uh, in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, and I'm, I'm watching uh, Usman and Edwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is boring. And at the fourth round, I just put it away. Yeah, Bro, I missed a lot. <laughs> I was I sat up for that because I actually went to that. I covered it. Um, oh, okay. I sat up. I talked because obviously you know you got the, the media the row down low, and then you got they give you like a terrace. Like spot up there. I'm not. I'm not to be honest. I'm up there, dude, and I'm starting to think I'm just gonna go back to the media room, get ready to talk to Usman because he's gonna, you know, people are gonna. This is not gonna be the most, you know, this has not been the most entertaining fight. I'm about to get up when he throws. The, I think it was like the left hand and blocks the view of Usman, and then the le- the, the high kick right behind it yeah. cracks him, drops. Everybody, I mean, everyone's around me. All the, you know, the smaller page guys, like the Fight Club guys next to me, um, a couple other, you know, smaller whips. I had to fight Fight Club. We got a bunch of my friends that work there, uh, but um, uh, they're all awesome behind me. We, every, all the fans are freaking out, yelling, "Oh, all this shit!" I shit you not. Every media member where I'm sitting has jaw dropped. We're saying nothing. We're just like, "What?" Like, we're looking at each other like that just happened, right? Like I'm not just seeing this. Like it was the wildest thing, and then we all haul ass down in the media room. But um, that was so nuts. But yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I just, you know, I, you can't stop me from watching, dude. I, I watched, I watched an event during my son's first year, first birthday party, and I got the m- ugliest looks from everybody. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> um, the worst part is Leon Edwards. He beat Nate Diaz to get that title shot. So imagine that. Yeah, and you know what's funny? No one remembers that. Everyone just remembers Nate cracking him and almost beating him in the last minute. Yeah, that's how powerful Nate Diaz is. Stop hating on Nate Diaz. That guy's a super superstar because nobody talks about how Leon beat him by decision. Everyone talks about how Nate almost got him on some uh, what's that Brian whatever the hell uh, Paul Walker Fast Furious shit. Like dude, almost had you. Everyone just talks about that instead. It's kind of crazy. Um, Carlos Barza and Whaley Zong. Uh, listen, Sparza's a good fighter. I just feel like she's too slow. 
And she, but she didn't need to be fast or anything in that Rose fight because Rose just, oh. I, I don't know what her game plan was. I don't even want to go over that. I, um, <laughs> Wei Li, she's a, she's an animal. I mean, she's, she's a beast. Um, I, I just don't see with Carla Esparza's speed that she could keep up with Wei Li. I see Wei Li winning this easy in the first round. So. I, I covered that that fight uh, that, that Rosa uh, Carla fight here and it was here and um very really 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 fast force wall shit um for especially pay per view events what they usually do is what they call hold the co main fighter the winner they come back to the meeting room they hold them so you can go out there and and watch them in the event so the idea is that you can go out there and watch co main and main right from wherever you're sitting um so we're like uh, uh you know so we're just like uh. All right, cool. You know they're gonna hold, uh, you know Rose and Carla, but I just hadn't. That was the same night as uh, Canelo Bivol, right? You seen that fight where Canelo got pieced up pretty no, bad? No, okay, I've yeah. Seen that. Can- Canelo got pieced up and he lost the fight. But uh, um, after the first round, the way it was going, we all just decided not to go watch the fight, and we watched Canelo Bivol on someone's laptop. I think it was the uh, Mac Life guy, Oscar. He had it on his laptop. We all just surrounded him watching the Canelo fight. Uh, none of us could tell you really exactly. I can't tell you anyway exactly what happened in that Rose, that Carla fight, other than Rose was trying to get Carla to come forward. And that was basically trying to get a counter striker to come to you and engage you. Uh, Carla stuck to her game plan. Rose did too. And it was the most boring shit anyone's seen in a long time. Um, so when it comes to Carla and Whaley, you're 100% right. Uh, Carla's, in my opinion, too slow and everything. But I think the, the key thing we got to remember this, uh, Zhang Whaley has went, has uh, been training with Henry Cejudo. And Whaley's last fight, she wrestled and she looked good. Okay. Yeah. So Carla's Carla's strength is wrestling. Her striking is 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 I feel like she'll tell you it's crap too, but you know, she won't tell you, but you know, that's you just watch her fights. Um, not great striking. Whaley's got great striking, and now her wrestling's there. Like, I think we're gonna I think Whaley catches the body on Saturday, man. She catches the body in a belt. Um Israel Adesanya and Alex Pereira. Um, here's the thing, is he early on during his title uh, as a champion um he was a lot of fun to watch his most recent fights have not been very good and i think dana white even made a comment saying like you know he'll he'll figure it out in his next fight for sure alex Pereira, i'll be honest i don't know much about this guy he's only had seven fights only three in the ufc um i see he fought at lfa in kansas once um i don't know much about this guy um and I, here's the other thing. I don't really know much about Izzy right now either because right. he hasn't really been the Izzy that we all know and love and, and get so excited about. But the guy is, I mean, he 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 headlined International Fight Week earlier this year. Um, who do you see winning that? I mean, I'm, I'm so, going to go Izzy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going Izzy and uh, don't expect much. Don't expect a highly real knockout more than likely. Don't expect Izzy to go for a war. Um, Izzy has fought, think about it. Izzy's fought Calvin Gaslam, war. Robert Whitaker, war, right? Um, yeah. And then he fought Yo Romero and they stared at each other like, like, uh, that was a weird fight. It's, when you play, it's like when you play Mortal Kombat against somebody on PlayStation and both your, your, your remotes run out of the battery at the exact same time and they just stand there like this, <laughs> right? And then time runs out. That's what happened. It was a boring fight. Um, uh, the thing with Alex Perra, first of all, the whole idea of this fight, the only reason anyone cares about it is because Alex has actually beaten. Izzy, I think twice, right? 
Um, knocked them out once with 16 ounce gloves, or I forgot how big they are in, in, in kickboxing or Muay Thai, whatever they fought in, but well, it was kickboxing, but he knocked him out. And he knocked him out, and then Alex Perez's son, I don't know if you've seen the video, I'm sure you have it on Twitter. Alex Perez's son uh, mocked him, mocked Izzy right next oh, to him. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. That, that was some wild shit. So anyway, um, there's a lot of heat on this. And uh, they've been like kind of circling around each other like two wolves ready to you know ready to throw down on, over a, over a you know a half a hyena. So, um, Alex Perez is, is is not scared of anybody, and not only that, he truly believes that he will knock you out no matter who it is. The last couple of fights he's had, we just sitting there going like, what? Like when he knocked it, he knocked Sean Strickland dead. That doesn't happen sean strickland jab 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 run away it's how that's his fight size it's always been he's not an exciting guy he just does a lot of wild shit people think he's gonna be fun and exciting he's not um alex Pereira dropped him knocked him dead it was insane to see so uh everyone that's the whole thing right it's like oh he's, he's, he's gotta you know come back I, I i i probably misused it but the phrase that i use in my in one of my articles was uh is he's gonna be looking to exercise the demons of the past the knockout that thing's been haunting him for years, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are saying Izzy's nervous because of the pressure they had not too long ago where Alex Perez, they made eye contact and Alex did not look away. And Izzy was looking at him and then he looked away. And that's, some people say it to tell, some people you know say it isn't, who knows? But you got to think that Izzy's coming in here and he's gonna, he has something to prove, but is he willing to act on it? Or is he just going to stick to his game plan and just make sure he wins? You never know. I mean, Tyron Woodley won the belt by knocking the shit out of Robbie Lawler. Yeah. And then he fought not to lose the rest of his UFC career. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of what everyone's looking for. So is he's going to win it by decision? It's not going to be, I think you know, more than likely, it's not going to be exciting. Um, you'll get a couple exciting flurries from Alex uh, in the first round or two, maybe three. Uh, you know, Alex going for it. And is he's going to be looking to counter strike, you know, counter strike and knock him out. He's probably not going to be able to. And uh, yeah, we're going to get a five rounder and is he by decision? And then, you know, just keep on going. But I, the question to me, for me, I, is is if, if Alex doesn't win, if Izzy wins a fight, it's like, then what? He's clearing out the division. What do you do next? That's the question. Uh, by the way, how did you say Zong would win? Uh, oh, oh Weili Zhang's going to knock her out. Okay. So we TKO, agree on that. TKO probably grinding a pound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm holding out hope that Izzy could maybe uh, bring a little bit of that old spark back. So uh, we'll see how that goes. It, um, it would help his career. It would help his career quite a bit uh, yeah. as far as like crossover and all that. So. Oh, he, yeah, because there's been some talk he, about that. Yeah, yeah. He said he said he turned down a role in Creed 3. I don't know why. By the way, Creed 3, y'all can hate all you mm. want. To. I'm a huge Rocky and Creed fan. That Creed 3 looks like look, this trailer alone looks dope. I'm looking forward to it. All right, man. Uh, how can people find you? How can people uh, check out your work? Uh, press.com at kshotpress on everything. My personal Twitter is at elaw32. Don't make fun of my check mark, okay? I didn't think it would actually work. Oh, God. So I got, I got the Twitter blue, okay? And then I canceled it literally right away because I just want to see if the check mark showed up, and it damn showed up. The problem is that canceling, it doesn't take away the check mark. You got to hold on to that stupid bitch for a month. So uh, Elon thinks a lot, uh, but I'm having fun with it. People <laughs> are trolling me. People are trolling me, sending me memes. I'm enjoying it. Uh, so it's cool with me. I don't care. But uh, Elot32 on Twitter, Elot52 on Instagram, kcpresses.com. Shout out to my entire team. You guys are dope as hell. Dude, um, that tw- Twitter is going to get ugly. So they're already banning people pretending to be Schefter, announcing <laughs> that Josh McDaniels got fired. Which I, was re- I was really damn close to retweeting that because I saw the check yeah. mark. Dude, tw- <laughs> Twitter's out of control yeah. right now. 
I'll tell you right now, and I know, I know it's, it's you know the Chiefs page and all that, but uh, and y'all already kind of you know give me shit for 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 trolling you guys a little bit, but Elon's not a. We need to stop thinking that billionaires are smart people because you got a bunch of money, don't make you smart. Okay, this doesn't. Elon inherited money. Was you know I get I'll give him this decently smart about his investments. I guess gets a bunch of money and then bought something. Actually tried to do something with it, and we're watching him screw up left and right. So. Um, so it's going to be a mess for, for the foreseeable future, but I think sooner or later he'll hire some, you know, he'll hire people. They're already hiring people back to the laid off from Twitter. He thought that was a great idea and it turned out to be stupid, but, um, they'll figure it out. It's just, uh, that the Twitter, the Twitter blue check mark is a dumb idea. It's just a terrible idea. And, uh, because now anyone else with a check mark, it means nothing. So personally, I don't think it means anything. Yeah. I, I, I want it off my profile, but I'm going to have to wait a month. Yeah. It's, um, it's wild. Mm-hmm. It is wild. All right, man. Uh, hey, good stuff as always. Uh, I always appreciate you coming on. I always enjoy talking to you, man. And um, I'll uh, link all your social media in my uh, description. I always do it anytime I have a guest. So if they want to check out your stuff, if you're if you're a Cardinals fan, if you're uh, if you're in the Arizona area, you want to hear some more Arizona sports commentary or MMA commentary. Eddie's the guy, man. Eddie follows every bit of MMA way more than I ever will. So check it out. Eddie, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, we'll do this again. Uh, I'm down anytime. We appreciate you. All right. I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate you guys downloading and listening to this episode of Farce Cast, episode 83. Subscribe. Follow me on social media, facebook.com slash Farzin again, Farzin again on Instagram and Farzin21 on Twitter. Uh, I'll have all my handles down there. Be sure you subscribe to my two YouTube pages. I have that as well in my description as well. All right, I'm out of here. Subscribe to the podcast, share the links. I am out. Take care. Have a good weekend.